like some planes All we do is elevate To the ceiling elevate Welcome back to another episode, man. Me and my boy Rob. It just took a while to. It took like an hour to set up, bro. I, it was crazy. Last, last episode, it was real smooth. I had everything set up. I mean, I just plugged in the microphones and we got straight to business. Today, uh, one of the audio softwares I use, it just did not want to work at all whatsoever. So I had to go download a whole new audio software and but we here now so that's we all here. that matters bro way in the morning <laughs> yes sir uh but uh that's my boy rob you feel me bro i appreciate you being on the show bro so no like, problem, you know, no tell, problem. tell him a little about yourself bro tell him uh what's up you know i'm rob most of the people that go to spring valley probably know me the one and only let me chill but uh now nah, i had to come up here with my boy paul he had his little podcast going on so i got to support for sure for sure but um so you're going to usc right yes sir you're gonna study computer science yeah I'm, I'm thinking about changing it like it's i got computer science and then i got computer information systems i got you and so computer information systems is like computer science but with a sprinkle of business i got you so like what's your what's your main goal with that major and like what draws you to that major you feel so basically like my main goal with the major was job security uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, everything's going with technology. So, I was like, if I can get any type of major in technology, I feel like I have good job security. But, yeah. you know, the goal is to own a business. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 That's that's essentially what it's doing with my major. Because I'm majoring in environmental engineering. Yeah. And, like, you know, you could always stop at, like, you know, just getting a job. But the, the goal is to go ahead and start my own firm Yeah. afterwards and, you know, manage my own income you feel me yeah, that's that's the goal to elevate and not just be you know complacent so that's that's why i really fuck with you for like for the stuff like that I like the, so you know you understand but you understand business like from many aspects and you're still learning and that's kind of scary nah, yeah. to have the tools at such a young age so like um brothers like tell me about that so like one day i was just in a garage with my dad and i was like I'm trying to start some type of business. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, just something. So, like, I don't know. I think, I really don't remember how it go, like, how it went, but I was, I just, I thought about, like, shining shoes. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I was just like, let me just shine shoes. So, we came up with a business name. We came up with the business model. It wasn't really a model at that time. It was just kind of like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we about to do it. And then I got my first gig. I think my first gig was at Black Expo. And I don't know how my mom got that, but I was at Black Expo, got to meet a lot of people, you know, market myself, like Word. get out there a little bit. And that's how I met Mayor Benjamin. And yeah, like yeah. through him, like I started, you know, networking and stuff like that as a kid. Yeah. And it like, it really opened my eyes to like, when you, it's not really about what you know, but who, who you, you know. know. Facts. Yeah. So Facts. once I got, you know, myself marketed, and since I was a kid, I used to, you know, finesse a little extra cash yeah. off people, you know, <laughs> cause they'll give me big tips. Like I got a, I was at this, uh, I did an event for a funeral home directory. Yeah. And so it was uh, a... Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it was a uh, a white guy. And I finished on his shoes. And he was like, you know, young man, I'm not used to seeing kids work like you. And I was like, yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. You know, talked him up. Yeah. Wrote me a check for $800 right off the bat. Shoot. So I was like, that's crazy. 
So that's my yeah. intro to business. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it's definitely not getting quick change like that no more. No. <laughs> it's not. It's not that easy. They be seeing me. They be like, ah, yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> but yeah. So like, you know, you obviously did that as a kid. Like, what would you hope for your um your kids if you have if you have children? Like, what would you hope for them? Like, uh, as far as like their business endeavors, if they had any, or what was your what would be your advice to them? Like it's so crazy now because like I think so far ahead in the future I literally think about the kids that I don't have and like trying to provide for them. Yeah. So like my goal is to get to a point where if they want to go into some type of business endeavor, like I can support them in that. And you want to fund them? Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I like, like that. You know, my parents now I love my dad, my pops, but like if I wanted to fucking do something like and I needed like a hundred thousand dollar loan. I mean, we're not really in a position to do that. Yeah. But, you know, I want to get to the point where my child has a business idea or whatever. Like, I can pursue that with them, like, financially. Exactly. You know, what I know and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Bro, because it's like, I I, I don't want to have, like, I want to be in the position where I could give my child life on a silver platter, but I want them to be able to work for yeah, it, too. Yeah, yeah. And for them to take money and turn it into more money. Yeah. That's the biggest goal, really, because I'm still trying to figure out how to do that myself. If I can get that doing that from a small age, like, bro, tons of wealth going to grow, not only in, like, in my household, but, like, in the community. And that junk's just crazy. But um, I know with that, you have, a, like, a lot of hard work, bro, that goes into your lifestyle, like, yeah. state champion in track, you feel me? Um, magnet program in school, going to a top university, you feel me? So... There are always some people that may not like, you know, damn, I don't lost my train of thought, bro. Like, they don't always, like, see the end goal, you know, when you're doing all this stuff. So, like, what keeps you motivated when you're going through, like, all that stuff, you feel me? Um, with you, you know my pops. So yeah. <laughs> when I, like, I mean, my dad, he's 60, about to turn 61 this year. Like, most people don't know he's that old, but, like, not trying to disrespect him. But he's yeah, bro. Old, like, but I wouldn't have known. Right? Yeah. Be working. But, like, go. he just, he flat out just works, works, works. And, like, he doesn't complain, gets up every morning, 6 o'clock on the dot, leaves the house, works, just works. So, I'm like, when I go and do stuff, it's like, what do I have to complain about? Yeah, like, in fact. He's literally doing it right now so I can live the life that I live. Respect. So, I'm like, I have nothing to complain about. So, I, that's Word. what keeps me going. Word. Along... Along with the hard work and everything, a big part of business is uh branding. So like if you when you do like intend to make a brand, like what are the biggest things to consider when building your own brand and uh making yourself marketable to people and other businesses and investors? So basically actually my dad, I just finished um I was working with like a small business finan financial advisor. And for the longest time, you know, my dad's been wanting to expand the business, like yeah. get a commercial location and stuff like that. Facts. So for about three months, I was working with him on building like a business portfolio and a business plan. And like the, it was so much that I was learning along the way, yeah. like, you know, learning how to do like five year projection models and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so when it comes to like marketability, for one, like I've come to realize like having a decent logo, like it might sound it's the truth though but like yeah. having a logo that just catches somebody's attention because the biggest part about marketing is just you have to catch somebody's it's attention it's that first, first glance it's really that first glance that because like if you go really... in a grocery store and you see a cereal box and you're like oh shit that looks ugly it's not gonna buy it <laughs> yeah facts so it's just that first glance so having a clean logo like something like pops you know whatever floats your boat yeah having that and then two having a um when it comes to like let's say instagram having a consistent feed like i'm not really big on instagram i want to get bigger because 
it's actually one of the biggest ways to market yourself it, it like, is. through social media yeah so I, I feel you and you know like a lot of skills though like you work on a car you know what i'm saying do a lot of work on the house computer programming you feel me so like you got a lot of skills that you know that are like assets to people uh when they're trying to you know build their own business build their own brand so you learn that pretty much all on your own correct well with the help of your dad yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 but like most of it was self-motivated would you say yeah yeah so um how do you feel like skills like that can be implemented better implemented better into the school system and oh, then wow. how would that how do you feel like that would potentially grow the school system and like better it especially in south carolina i don't know if you know but i have a big problem with school bro yeah <laughs> that bro it's just ridiculous but it's the fact that you got kids going to school for seven eight hours a day right yeah and it's like you get to a certain level in english class right let's just take english for example i'm taking english one like that's cool i'm learning how to formulate my paragraphs i'm learning how to you know yeah. be a better writer like use higher level language stuff like that yeah for sure then you get to english too and i'm writing the same paragraphs just with more commas in the right place yeah and then i'm reading slightly harder books and then you get to english three you're writing the same paragraphs yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just reading slightly harder books and then you get to english four and it's like damn i'm still doing the same shit so it's like i took four years of a class to do the same thing but then you could be teaching kids about financial literacy and stuff like that but then you choose to teach them stuff like when am i going to use a quadratic formula if i'm not trying to go into that certain field yeah so it's just like i feel like because <laughs> so, you know being in the magnet program yeah. they didn't give us a lot of options with our schedule facts they didn't it oh was just kind of forced you in here and that's what you got to take and you had to take your schedule around the magnet classes mm. so i mean i was always interested i really wanted to take um not, it wasn't the photography photography class. It was the um, filmmaking class. Yeah. I really wanted to get in that. And then I wanted to get an automotive tech, too. But I couldn't get an automotive tech because of my schedule. Same. Yeah. So I feel like they should add more classes that give real world value rather than just adding classes because the state, like, I know they have to add classes because of the curriculum, but the curriculum needs to change so they can add those classes that give kids those skills to market themselves. Because you're coming out of high school and not everybody wants to go straight into college. So then it's like, what did I learn in high school that's really going to make myself marketable? Yeah, yeah. So, like, all right, let me give you this then. All right, so your kid has the option to be in a magnet program. Like, do you push them to be in it? Fuck no. Hell no. You sure? I'm, now, okay, it depends. It depends, right? It depends on what the magnet program is giving my child. I got you. Because, like, at Ridgeview, I think they could have, they ended with, like, an associate's or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at Valley, it was just like, good job, you did a fucking Yeah, exactly. That's, oh, my God. Yeah, I would, I say, I feel the same way. Like, I wouldn't throw them into it unless I knew exactly what was going on. Like, it's cool. Like, I was appreciative of Discovery or whatever, you know. I got, I took a lot of APs. It got my GPA high. It got me into college. Cool, whatever. But, like, now that I'm in the college, I still got to pay, you know, $28,000 yeah. of tuition. You feel me? I'm not even in half of those credits of the APs don't even, like, count, you know? So it's like you want to go into, like, push a program for your kid that's going to prepare them for, like, the real world and not just one specific thing like college. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because that, that same thing happened to me. I wanted to take an engineering class or take all the engineering classes, really. Yeah. But I had no space in my schedule because it, like, controls so like giving your child like more free will to really you know do what they want to do 
it's just because yeah. I feel like they wait. Like okay, so college, like you get to structure your schedule because that's what you're man, like all oh, what's on majoring in. Yeah. But then I feel like high school should be a chance. Like you start to let kids because you know you're in middle school and then you got to go to lunch and you still got to walk in a single file line. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like you know the high school is like at that point you're starting to get a little freedom. Like you can mm-hmm. walk in the hallways, blah blah blah. You can get to class if you want to be late. You can be late. If not, you know go to C148 whatever. Yeah. So I feel like you should start giving kids a chance to branch off into what they want to learn like the first two years of high school you know taking those required classes that's yeah. cool but then the last two years like i feel like you're mature enough to kind of you want to branch off and see if this is right for you or this is right for you because then now the second the next step is college and then it's like if it's not right for you you spent the money it's like yeah, damn facts now you gotta switch major yeah you know we fly like some planes all we do is elevate damn i forgot what we was talking about we was talking about with magnets yeah 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 okay yeah. all right so, so a big part of the school system is that it's very political, though. So, it like, is. um, you, who do you say you, you friends with Biden, right? I've met him a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> so, say you end up pursuing, you build like a great net worth, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, people with money they usually try to get in positions of power. Yeah, uh, i.e., Donald Trump. But you know what I'm saying? So um, say you do build a net worth for yourself. You end up going into politics. What's on your political agenda? Is it more focused towards what's what's your campaign? Is it like finances? Is it more, you know, health care, you know, green initiative schools? Like what what's like the main points of your agenda? If you were to be a politician, I'm not going to lie. I wish I would have brought my notebook because, like, I have a whole list of things. Like, America's <laughs> basically fucked, like, yeah. regardless. Yeah. I would never, I would necessarily not, be, I said necessarily not, but I would not become a politician because, for one, half of them are goofies. Yeah. Like, they're literally just there to be a face. And so, you look at America, it's like, it's so many different problems from people on welfare. You know, you got school system, you got government funding. It's just so many different things of how they set it up. It's like, you have all of these laws and all these regulations that were made hundreds, 200 years ago when people were moving to America and slavery was still in existence, but then you not changing them to like respond to the ever growing, you know, system of America yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like it's, that's like having a computer from 1982 and then now we're in like the 2000s. And like what are you going to work with the same old system, bro? You, you can't do it. They're, they're stubborn. Honestly, it's really just a big pattern. Like racism isn't learned. Like it's not, that's the damn word, but it's not. <laughs> it's not inherited. It's yeah, yeah, taught. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those same values are just being passed down into generation, to generation. Like you see, so many like the same families in places of power. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I gave up on like the world being like racist free. Yeah, but I kind of get because it's like you can't. You can change laws. You can do everything, but you can't change people. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't change people. That's something you just people gonna have to accept. Like I don't think. Yeah, we're, it's gonna. You're never gonna get rid of racism. It's just. Not that it's here. It's like somebody grows up, their parents teach it to them. They teach it to their kids. Yeah, that, that's that's all it is. But what you can do is attempt to get bigger groups of people in legislation. Because what does it do to just have you know that one black person in a room full of senators? Yeah, you know, like that's just one person. It, it, the vote is two thirds. It does need to be more diversified because I feel like some people can't give accurate um, information because they're not necessarily from that demographic. Facts. So, like, it, I hate when people try to speak on a demographic when they've never experienced it. 
Like, like I'm not gonna say it to an extent where like a white person can never say anything about a black person, black, yeah. like, but it's just certain topics that somebody might have more experience with because they've experienced it themselves. Yeah. And people just need to have a more open mind about it, to be honest. But you know, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But uh you know, on the topic of race, um, how has race or racial issues been like come up in your personal life? Like, what personal experiences or conflicts have you had uh, when it came down to race or like you know your career? I'm not gonna lie. The first time I experienced racism, I was at Cracker Barrel, yeah. <laughs> and it was this white. It was a white couple. Yeah, and I was um walking out the door. I might have been like. I might have been like 10. I don't know. I was real young. And I opened the door and held it. Because I've always been taught, you know, holding yeah, the door exactly. for people. I held the door for the um for his girl. And she walked through the door. And then I held the door for him. And then he looked at me and then walked through the other door. And, you know, at the time as a kid, I was just like, damn, <laughs> the fuck? Like, it's kind of weird. But I was exactly. like, all right. Didn't really know that. Yeah, bro. Like, as you get older, you start to peep certain stuff. You're like, dang, bro. That was, I was, I was like, that. I, was really like I was like, just trying to hold the door for it now. Like, exactly. That's crazy. And so then as I got older, you start to, you know, you realize more things. And it's just like you have this. Like, I've never been straight out just called like the N-word or something like that. Yeah. But like it's just little subtle stuff that you're like, damn. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's undertones. Like now I got like some one of my coworkers, they got called a, the N-word like straight up in the middle of the store. Like <laughs> the dude, she was actually helping a customer, helping the dude's wife with something. And she was like, ma'am, I don't know where this is. And then the dude walks up. She was like. Of course you don't. You're just a. That's <laughs> like and just walked out. I was like, bro, there's no way. Like you just can't like let that slide. Like that's. But I mean, it's it's the sad truth of our country and our world. So it's you know it's certain steps we got to take to change it. Really. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to cap to you. I've experienced a lot of racism, and it hasn't really been from white people. Like, people don't understand black people can be racist to black yeah. people. And it's really crazy. Like, the like the first job I ever worked, I mean, it's like black people don't, we, we all talk about like, oh, we want to see our, each other succeed and all this other stuff. But like, that's cute to talk about on social media, but like, it doesn't really happen like Facts, that. Facts, bro. I swear, like, some, some of like the worst hate be, is in the black community itself. And it's, oh, it's so bad. And it's the problem that it's kind of it's kind of been created by like the history because we've been oppressed with like we've been we've been at the bottom for so long like yeah. we we all want to get to the top but then yeah. sometimes we're willing to step on each other to get to the, the top, top instead of helping each other yeah that's that's a big thing that i was talking about with noble in the other episode it was he said he wanted to make like a super pack for black people and like me and you talked about it too having an investment group yeah, yeah for yeah, black yeah. people too like because you can't just it can't just be one person with all the wealth right? yeah it's like a that's, that creates money hungry power hungry people that don't do any good for anybody so like it really does take a group and you need to invest in each other in the black community too because we were talking about like um black lives matter like the organization like all these donations like where's the money going you know what i'm saying no that's like, a, hey i seen I, I was doing my own research in that and i'm like there's no way you just bought a two million dollar house and you're the, <laughs> you're the what, owner exactly of black lives matter said. that's different yeah but i mean yeah, I don't. <laughs> I just lost my thought, but yeah, bro, it's really just a matter of who's willing to actually like step up and say these things. Cause like I promise you, I haven't seen many people unless they're at the top talking about stuff like this. But yeah. you don't really see too much of it. Like when you grow up in like say a, like a lower socioeconomic place, 
like you the dream is like oh you always want to come up with your brothers you know what i'm saying leave yeah. nobody behind but like that doesn't always happen and sometimes it's even because people like self-sabotage and like they just don't want to put in the yeah, work yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it yeah. themselves too like i can't like just carry you you know what i'm I, saying yeah, like I've had that. everyone has to do their own thing and it's a pride thing too yeah, it it's is. just a lot of factors but that's a big problem not yeah. just with african-americans just with you know, I don't, I don't want to get you canceled or anything. But nah, like, bro, it's, it's like, a controversial you know, podcast. Gender, gender specific, like in the male population, like being having a big ego, having a big facts. You know, oh I, my god! Oh, I don't want to take help from him because of such and such. Exactly, or I, I'm bro. not gonna do that because such and such. It like, is so bad, bro. It, it literally is. <laughs> like, I swear, ego will get you killed sometimes. Like, quite literally. Like, quite literally, or in or like in a, <laughs> a figurative sense. But like, like if you need help with something, like, bro. You just gotta go ask somebody like yeah like you gotta really use your resources like if you see someone like if someone is where you want to be why would you not ask them how they got there exactly like what's the problem with that like it like <laughs> I, I really don't see the problem with that like because that one encounter can like change your whole like pathway in your career it could have stopped you from doing something that really would have ended you and you would have put you put you on the right track and saved you a whole lot of time and frustration and money oh my god but yeah that's essentially what it all comes down to so uh if so what would a society that actually values racial and ethnic differences look like to you um what would it actually look like to me so i feel like it wouldn't look like america obviously yeah <laughs> it wouldn't look like china it yeah. wouldn't look like anything on this planet but it's like it's we're so far from it it's like how do you even, even see that it. like yeah, it's exactly. like because for one they would have to change so many things in government they have to do so many things but then you you still can't change people like this what yeah. i so i was talking to my mom about it like america in my mind america isn't inherently systematically racist but you have a lot of racist people in positions of power yeah which makes it systematically racist Facts. yeah but not by law but by the people that are in positions of power mm -hmm. so it's like you go through, you change the laws, and then it's like, all right. But then you could still go get a job at a Burger King and have a racist manager, and you get paid less. Yeah. But it's like, how do you change that? Because you can't monitor every little person exactly. in America. So, so there's like, that. That's very true because you they, like you can't monitor every little situation. It's always going to be this racist boss or this racist CEO or somebody who doesn't like this race or somebody who has a grudge against you. Like, yeah. It's just like. It's just people. It's people. At the end of the day, it boils down it, to people. It, yeah, that's, that's 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 really insightful, bro. I can't even think of like a solution to that though. Like, how do you change? How do you get everybody on like one unanimous same page? You know what I'm saying? Because like one of the biggest topics, like I always like, because I, I mean, I'm not, I'm gonna say I have a journal. Like I write down stuff. Like just do whatever in it. Yeah, I, me too. So one of the biggest things, like you know, I, I love Star Wars and stuff like that, like yeah. sci-fi fantasy. But, like, most of the time when you think about Star Wars, you think about, like, oh, they go to a planet. Like, let's say they go to Naboo or something. Like, it's not necessarily they have different states, but yeah. the whole planet is literally working together. Yeah. But I always think about, like, it's a cliche topic, but, like, world peace. But think about if we broke the language barrier, broke all the different barriers, and everybody on Earth was working together. Like, all the people in China, everybody in Asia, everybody in whatever, like, everybody was just working together. Think about how much we could accomplish because we're already accomplishing a lot separately and fighting each other. But yeah. if everybody was together, but then that would never happen because people. <laughs> That's true, bro. 
so how do you think um big business big businesses like factor in the um racism itself in this country by like statistically we're minorities yeah and so that would mean that more people of a majority race would possibly be like in the higher echelon of businesses because they have more people to run businesses more businesses have chances to be uh amazon or a walmart and stuff like that if you get what i'm saying so let's take jeff bezos for example it's nothing that he did wrong inherently like he's just being a great business person like is he monopolizing amazon kind of but are we allowing it because we keep buying amazon yes so it's like it makes it hard for these smaller like you know they say mom and pop shops stuff like that to become a i mean people can still make a living off of it and retire from it if they put the right management positions in place but it makes it hard to become a walmart or to become an amazon in today's age kind of like when um back when they started you know had they had the different how do i want to say it they had different laws back then so you know people like um can't think of their names right now that's just that's fucking me up hold up i might have to cut this part but let me see oh like fuck vanderbilt and all them niggas i'm just gonna say vanderbilt i can't remember the other niggas names but vanderbilt and all them niggas they were like monopolizing the railroad industry and stuff like that they put themselves in that position but then it made it harder for everybody else to get to that position so so you know some of them do it maliciously and some of them do it just because they're being good business people like fuck if i was jeff bezos i was making like two million dollars a minute i'd do it too <laughs> but it just makes it harder for people to get to that echelon of that tier if you get what i'm saying so do you think it should be like that where it makes it harder to get to the echelon of the tier or like how do you feel about it i think from an economic standpoint like it's no way to not make it like that unless we were just north korea or china or something like that yeah but it's like I don't think they're doing it in a like it's not inherently racist or anything, but it does like put a lot of black people at a disadvantage. All right. I personally feel like I mean he's being a good businessman too, but like you brought up the mom and pop shops. I think like some people actually like value like this the I don't know the size of the business. I know you know you and he's saying like it makes it more of like a personal experience. So yeah. I think it's good to have you know that experience versus you know the amazons yeah because i think those are two different things like one is like for like convenience low price you know what i'm saying one is for like a shopping experience kind of thing yeah so i feel like there's two sides of it do you think black businesses are entitled to more recognition why or why not all right that's the okay so that's one of the problems i have is with you know i'm not trying to start anything but us as black people we feel like we're entitled to more than we should i feel like that too and i'm not saying that we're not entitled to anything but some people try to push that agenda on like certain stuff like exactly oh yeah. uh, we need this because we're black and we're a black owned business owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like oh okay dude like everybody it is exactly Hispan- like, that's a hispanic owned business over there that's a portuguese owned business over there like yeah everybody's like, trying to get their everybody dollar, yeah, you know yeah, yeah 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 so i mean like because it's like do you give a person a stepping stool because they are a minority and they're black yes because we are a minority in the country but not just us every minority in the country yeah. should get some type of something when they create a business i know they have like different loans for stuff for, my, for minority businesses and veteran owned businesses and stuff like that so yes i feel like in that manner it should be that way for minorities but for mm-hmm. just because you're black no gotcha I like that answer a lot. That's very inclusive, especially if you're a minority in this country. It's hard enough coming over to immigrate 
in itself over here and start something from nothing and that, that that if we can really push for like all minorities to get that you know that fresh that that start and everybody has to it's equal because everyone has to have good business principles though yeah that that's really the, when it comes down to if your business is going to be successful or not not because of you know this that and third it's really good business principles so i mean yeah that's how i really feel about it oh, damn i think that's like i think that's it bro that's that's really all i got for you i I wanted to pick your brain about businesses in general and how they really affect the world because I know you're gonna you're gonna be a successful business. I, I already know. Like, <laughs> I know you, you, you got the tools to do what you need to do. So I mean, it really just comes down to what you want to. If anything else you want to say, bro? Like, last footnotes. Um, last footnotes. Last footnotes. Let's see. I guess I'll pick your brain for a few minutes. Oh shit! All right. All right. We have been we're interviewing Paul on his podcast. Okay. So you know, you asked me about business, and a lot of people don't know what it what goes into planning an event. Oh hell! And so <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up, but a okay. lot a lot of people don't know like the all the aspects that go into planning something and organizing a big you know event. You know, the financial side, the getting people to attend, everything like mm-hmm. all the stuff going to mm-hmm. a combination of everything. Yeah. And I just want to applaud you for doing that. Like, I want you to, I want from friend to friend, I want you yeah. to know, like, I, 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 I fuck with what you were doing. You know what I'm saying? That, <laughs> and it was, a, it was actually a very good business move, like I told you. But, like, you know, some stuff just. Yeah, some shit just don't work out. But I'm a. It so, was definitely a learning experience, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I fuck. I, 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 I wouldn't take back that experience for anything because now I can definitely, like, change, like, a few things. Yeah. And really, like, get shit like real because like i mean with everything you go into you want to go in with a mentor so i find a mentor um he does like more adult events so i mean i try to kind of model my stuff after him yeah but like you know i went on fiverr found like the people to make the posters learned about instagram and facebook and how you can market on there um and it just kind of made the process easier but like the biggest nerve-wracking thing was you know, like you said making sure people would come yeah i had no i, I don't i'm not a party person bro i <laughs> i do not do anything like that so really it was more of like a financial thing as you could tell so i didn't know like people don't buy tickets ahead of time at a party like yeah. that like at all so like when i showed up to the party with only like what 10 ticket sales i was like bro what was going on and then you have it ends up with like 50 people coming i'm like oh okay and like they do it the day of and if that were the case i probably would have lowered the price and if i knew that and the price the night of probably would have been like cheaper and then more people would have probably came and it's yeah. like all those different factors that go into it and probably probably like a more different a different spot um too because location is everything too because yeah I, mine wasn't a good location it was just the building event type like the type of building it was for the event i don't think it just fit as well as it should have you know what i'm saying so i mean there was a lot of things that went into it but at the end of the day i'm I'm appreciative i could probably i might you know i might throw a little event up in pittsburgh or in college or something like that or when i come back or something like that but yeah it was definitely it was a good learning experience those are aspects of a good businessman like learning from your mistakes but also you learned about marketing you learned about getting people and organizing people in a, a group setting like it was just a whole combination of things that you learn off of that one experience and a lot right. of people couldn't even pull that off to the slightest extent not even to half of what right. you did yeah but people can always judge people can always say oh this yeah. and that but them themselves would have never never been able to even pull that off to and begin that's, with that's really the biggest thing in this podcast is like people can say a lot of things yeah you can come on here and say whatever you want 
but at the end of the day it's all about what you do and what you, what you really do and what you add to this world and what you take away from it, you know what I'm saying like it's really all about the action it's all about elevating so I mean it's it's that's really what comes down to it in your personal growth so you know I appreciate you coming on here bro Gave me a headache setting Hell this up. Yeah, that shit was different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got it down. I might have to come. I might have to come you back on here again. Just part two, to, part two. Yeah, just just a part two because I, I'm not content with the way this happened. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel. Uh, so, so we coming back with part two. Yeah, we got to. Bro. All right, part All two, right. part two.